Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, starring me, Dags. Today, we have a powerful episode. Thanks for listening. And now, a man that's never wore a fez, Mike Rez. Hello, everybody. Hello, Flock. Hello, Dags. Thanks What's for up? tuning in. Never never tune out, I hope. So, uh, not much, just kind of hanging. You know, it's uh, it's another day in the in the neighborhood. Are you ready so, to rock? Are you ready to rock and roll on the most powerful podcast ever created? I'm always ready to rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. We're yes. going to talk rock and roll. Yes, we are going to talk rock and roll, my friends. Welcome. If you're new to this show, what it is, it's a powerful pop culture podcast where we talk about everything fun and pop culture. Everything's fair game. So today's powerful episode, we're going to talk about the new Disney show, WandaVision. We have a powerful beer review. We're going to talk about our powerful movie giveaway. It's going to be a great show. Start it off. Let's get into it. Your beer review. I want to hear about your beer, what you're drinking. All right. So today we are talking about inbound, in brown, excuse me. I think I'd been drinking already. Inbound Brewing Company here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The beer that I tried from them is their one and only Laser Loon Kolsch beer and it was uh very delicious it's a light beer dags uh the artwork on this particular can i bet you could never guess what it is but go ahead and try a missile close it's a mortar a loon with laser beams coming out of its freaking eyeballs oh i was close i thought inbound so yeah i thought we had inbound artillery no, no, not, not here. It's actually a loon that's shooting lasers. Now, if you're on the other end of that laser, that yes. laser's inbound. So we have that. Uh, but it's a, a Kolsch-style beer, 4.3% alcohol by volume, so not very strong. And uh, your IBU number is 22, so it's a little low on that end. So it's not like a, an IPA, so it doesn't taste too too hoppy or too earthy, as the beer nerds like to to call it. Um, but it was a very good beer, Dags. I bought a four-pack. You know, they come in those pint cans. Yes. And I think uh, by day two, they were all gone, if memory serves me right. But they were uh, delicious. Very good. I found them on a, on accident, and I'm glad that I decided to buy them. Now, what is the style? What is that considered? It's called Kolsch. It's a German-style beer. So I was doing some research for our powerful podcast dags about uh, this Kolsch style beer in uh, to be considered like an actual official Kolsch, you have to be brewing the beer within 30 miles of Cologne, Germany. It would to be officially considered that, but you can brew it in that same style and call it that. That's what a lot of American breweries do around here. 
but there's an actual Cologne Brewery Association that has to approve the way you brew your Kolsch style beer in Germany. And it's not official until they tell you it's official. By the way, what's your favorite cologne, Mike Rez? What are you wearing for the ladies? Oh, I'm old school. I got to go cool water. Cool water. Yeah, can, how about can, you? Can you guess my powerful cologne? Uh, Jacquard Noir. Wow, that's powerful. Was it, is it true? No, but that's good enough. I, I, <laughs> I'm just going to give you that. Nice. Actually, I used to rock Obsession by Kelvin Klein. Dracar right. Noir is powerful. I'm going to give you that. That's close enough. Yeah, it was Obsession. Don't yes. you have to whisper it? Is that what they do? Yes, I don't whisper, though. But you have I, to say it in some weird French but, accent. But I am doing the ASMR on my latest powerful YouTube video. We're going to need you to check that out. Subscribe to the Amish Baby Machine YouTube channel, Powerful, where you're going to see me eat spicy snacks from the dollar store. What did you think of that yes. video, Mike Rez? Well, I was blown away. It was the second hottest thing we've done for this show. Yes. That's what I'd say. It was uh, actually the, uh, those handicapped fries actually made me hungry watching you eat those. Yes. Very delicious. They looked, they looked really good. And it was a nice sound. Yes. Nice it's, a very, sound. it's a very sensuous, sensual, sensory, what's some other cool S words? Stupendous. Yes. Succulent. <laughs> Succul- it was, succul- it was I just that word. Yeah, I know. I know you do. That's why I say <laughs> it was just a powerful experience. We're going to need you to watch it. Subscribe to our powerful YouTube channel. So Mike Arez, after my powerful, shameful plug, yes. what, what, how many, what are you doing? I've always forgot it on uh beer. Is it, uh, what's your rating system? Oh, it's uh pint glasses. Yeah. So I was going to, so I was going to say co-cues, but that's our uh, energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a diff- totally different rating system, scientific rating system altogether. I'm giving this one a three and a half pint classes. It was really good, um, and we will be drinking it again, actually, tonight, probably. So how many did you enjoy so far? Well, when I bought that first batch, I enjoyed all four in two days, but we're going out tonight to do some shopping after this powerful recording, Dags, and uh, I'm going to go search this one out again. So tell the fans of Flock of Am- it's local or where where is this made? It's uh, made here in Minneapolis. You might be able to find it out and about uh, in the greater areas of wherever you're at. I know uh, some of the beers that we try are known to cross borders. So I'm looking at it right now. It looks like it's the map has got it concentrated in the Twin Cities, but you can also find it in Red Wing, Winona. Those are southern cities here in the great state of minnesota for the flock that is not part of it i guess it looks like it's only minnesota uh oh maybe one or two dots in iowa looks like they're just expanding it's pretty pretty new this brewery has not been around very long but when you start seeing dots in the outer reaches of the states surrounding minnesota we're we're starting to get distributed so be patient you'll find it yes it sounds delicious thank you mike rez for that powerful review of Laser Loon by Inbound Brewing. Yes. Now, Micah Rez, there's a talk in the fast food world. I saw a powerful interview where the Taco Bell exec hinted at a new chicken menu item that will interrupt the chicken sandwich craze. Oh, man. Do we need another chicken sandwich? I don't know if it's going to be a sandwich because they think outside the bun. So it's going to be some sort of chicken item. And oh, it's going to. It's wrapped in a tortilla. Is that what it's going to be? I'm guessing <laughs> it's Taco Bell. <laughs> is 
It's going to interrupt the chicken sandwich craze. Now, you're a, a Taco Bell connoisseur. Yes. Are you excited about new menu items? They know they just took a bunch of menu items off. Well, now they're bringing back stuff. They're bringing back the potatoes. So I think what happened is they, they're trying to streamline. But for me, right. I always like limited. It always seems like things that come for a limited amount of time, you know, special releases, I always like those the best, and then they always go away. <laughs> now, why is it that they, they took a bunch of menu items off and now they're putting it back on? Do you think there was the pressure, or do you think that was something that they planned on doing? Under pressure. It's a foreshadowing of Song of the Day. Ooh, nice. Yes. I don't know what it is. I think they, they're literally testing the waters. and It's weird, like McDonald's for a while was trying all this new stuff, and they scaled everything back. Freaking Taco Bell. Yes. Everybody's scaling back. Not us, though. Not us. We're no, expanding. We, we're we're, going. we're YouTube. We got movie giveaways. Let's talk about that powerful movie giveaway, Mike Arez. Redemption Day. Five powerful copies. Tell the fans of Flock of Amish a little bit about Redemption Day. All right. I can do that, Dags. New today on digital and on demand. Gary Dewar, Dan, Andy Garcia. Sarinda Swan and Martin Donovan star in the action-packed war thriller Redemption Day. When the wife of a decorated U.S. Marine captain, played by Duradan, is kidnapped by a terrorist group in Morocco, he is forced back into action for a daring and deadly operation to save the woman he loves. Buy or rent Redemption Day and watch it tonight. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. But to our five members of the flock, will be lucky enough to win a copy yeah we're excited we're giving away five hot copies of redemption day you're going to need to follow us on twitter at amish b machine make sure you follow us on instagram subscribe to our youtube channel like our facebook page and mike arez tell the fans of flock of amish about our powerful merch oh the powerfulest merch if that's a word you can find we have t-shirts we have hoodies we have long sleeve shirts masks magnets stickers anything you want anything you can name almost we've got it but yes please buy our merch uh you want to wear it everywhere you go to the laundromat to the grocery store wear it to church wear it everywhere you go out to concerts when we can finally go back and say hi to each other um, and take a picture of yourself wearing it and then tag us in your tweets or your Instagrams or your Facebooks and, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll love you for it. Yes. We have powerful merch. We're going to need you to wear it. I have, last time I checked over 15 original designs, Holy I got, cow. I got colors. I got everything. Double XLs, triple XLs, whatever you need. We're going to fulfill it. We want you to be happy and satisfied. The most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast merch. Now, Micah Rez, you were talking about offline about Iceland. They have something going on with names. What was it? What were you telling us? <laughs> so yesterday I found this out, um, tweeted about it because I couldn't believe it, looked it up, and it's true. Iceland has a list of names that are approved by get this eggs there's a naming commission in iceland that approves names that your parents have to choose from if there is a name on there 
or, or if there's a name they want to name their children that isn't on that list, they have to go through a process to get it approved. The reason why they're doing this, Dags, is because they want to keep Iceland heritage alive. And I think the best way to do that is to have only approved Icelandic names. Uh, we're talking spelling, how it's pronounced, uh, masculine forms, feminine forms. Uh, you have to make sure that whatever the doctor says the gender of the baby is that you pick from that gender specific list. It's uh, really, really crazy um, how Iceland <laughs> controls how or when or what you can name your kid. I didn't know that that even existed. And to come from Iceland, that kind of shocks me. But I guess they, they want to make sure that uh, traditional Icelandic names live on forever. So that's that's what they do. Now, if you if you go there, if you move there from a different country and become a citizen, you don't have to change your name. But if you have a kid in that in Iceland after you become a citizen, that name has to come off of a list. And it's also a pain in the ass to change your name uh, after a divorce or if you want to emancipate yourself from your parents. You can't always change your name that way either. You have to go through this naming. It's really, really fucked up. I don't get it. But Do they have yeah, examples? Interesting. There was a, a prime minister from Iceland who did not like his father and wanted to distance himself from his father. And the naming commission would not let him change his name. Uh, and that became an issue for a few years. And then eventually they uh, relented and let him change his last name. Uh, to his mom's last name. There was another example they gave uh, where somebody, can't remember, somebody else in government wanted to name uh, his daughter after his mother, Camilla, but spell it with a C, just like she did. But the proper Icelandic way to spell it is with a K, and he lost that battle and had to spell Camilla with a K. So it's just, just these odd rules about naming your kids in Iceland. It's nuts. Powerful. Who would you change your name? Half Thor. Oh, there you go. Or half Hercules. Whatever you want. (laughs) Whatever your favorite God is, just be half of it. Half Rez. (laughs) Half Rez. Half Dags. Half Dags. Powerful. Half half assistant manager. Yes. Have you been to Iceland? I've not, but I would like to go. I would like to go see Reykjavik. Reykjavik? Reykjavik? Yes. Yeah, however you pronounce that. You could, you could uh, lounge in those heated, powerful pools, yeah. those thermal oh, power up. thermal pools and powerful Icelandic people. and any Lots rich blue eyes. Yes, any rich uh, fans, Flock Vomish, want to fly me and Mike Arez out there, we'd be happy to do a show from there. That'd be awesome. Hopefully we'll the masks will be gone. Yeah, yeah, the names we, are trying to get back to the traditional names. I always hated last names for first names. <laughs> you notice that? Last names. Yeah, it's always Cooper, Connor, you know, everything. It used to be uh, basically biblical names, and it went to the last names. And you know what I notice now with the young kids? What's that? They don't have nicknames anymore. Like if their name is James, there's, they're not Jimmy or Jim. They're just James. Have you come across yeah. that? A little bit. I know there's some some guys I work, some younger guys I work. We just give them things. Yes, just give it to them. Regardless of whether or not they like them. Yes, just grab yeah. them and shake them. Yeah, it's like like my, you know, I go by Mike. So, and, and my given name is a biblical name. Actually, all of my, my brothers 
microphone is it. his Mike Rez's full name. Yeah, he just goes yeah, by you Mike. Can find that you can find that in the in the, in the Bible. Yes, so, microphone. Yes. Yeah, first book of microphone. Yes, powerful. Yeah. No, that's cool. We should go to Iceland. We uh, we should do a powerful YouTube video there. That would be actually that would be kind of really cool. Yes. Uh, we're gonna need everybody from Iceland to listen to the yes. most powerful podcast ever created, so we can become number one in Iceland. Yes. Or if you want to help support our powerful podcast, go to Patreon. Give us enough money, and we'll fly to Iceland. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that could be one of the one of the tiers. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just you can do one time donations there too. You oh can yeah, just, that'd yeah, be you, awesome. you can just donate like a million dollars a month and just cut it off. If you want to do yeah. that, if you just want to give us a million dollars for only one month, we're fine with that, right, Mike Rez? Uh, yeah, I think that would be okay. One one time donation of a million dollars, I can get on board with. Yes, you know you're talking about news. You saw that story about Iceland. I saw this great story: British woman burns mouth, cracks tooth after mistaking poppers for candy. <laughs> it's like a, the ones wrapped in paper. Yes. <laughs> Fireworks are not candy. A woman from England says she mistook a small box of firework poppers for popping candy. When she tried to eat a handful of the poppers, she reportedly suffered burns to her mouth. She said she bought a box of fun snaps from the local store. I remember the moment I crunched down on the handful of the sweets and instantly felt explosions in my mouth. A handful. Wow, that was kind of like a Micah Rez's prom night. Uh-oh. Oh. I felt a burning pain straight away. I'm still in agony that, and nearly lost like a tooth. <laughs> I'm still in agony. I nearly lost a tooth after cracked from the explosion. Oh, she man. suffered chemical burns to her lips, gums, and also cracked one of her teeth. Because oh. here, fortunately, she didn't lose any teeth. She put a handful in her mouth. <laughs> the moment i crunched down was terrifying i had no idea what was happening she said i felt explosions in my mouth followed by a burning pain god that had to hurt can you imagine did you bite down on something that's hard that hurts but <laughs> exploding in your mouth <laughs> you enjoy the pop rocks i do like pop rocks yeah i used to do the you know as kids you always were told don't do rocks and drink a coke you know your stomach's gonna explode oh yeah just like the mentos <laughs> right yeah now mentos and coke now that's a fun experiment but yeah the pop rocks i like pop rocks how about you yeah they're good i enjoy them i incorporate them in various things in your in your diet <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's pop part of my daily diet i got another powerful news story here Uh oh yes Oregon thief steals car with child, <laughs> returns to lecture mother. <laughs> it says Oregon authorities are on the lookout for a thief who stole an unlocked vehicle with a child inside, then returned only moments later and lectured the mother before ordering her to, <laughs> to get the Todd out of the car and drive uh, away. <laughs> the mother had pulled her vehicle near the front door of the basic, basic meats market in Beaverton, Oregon. In Beaverton. Wow, that's great. Basic meats Talk market in Beaverton, Oregon. Uh, yes, the jokes that just keep on giving. She was feet inside away. the store just feet feet away. Just feet away. She was inside the store just feet away. That sounds stupid, doesn't it? She was inside the store just feet away when the suspect got into the car, so which was unlocked and conscience. running, and drove off. But the driver did a half block loop 
briefly returned the vehicle to the mini mart. He presumably realized that her car with a child in it, he, God, this is written poorly. He presumably realizes that her car has a child in it, does a half block circle, and returns in order to return the child. He lectures her that she shouldn't leave her child in an unlocked vehicle. He orders her to get in the car and retrieve her child. <laughs> he even threatened to call she the police on her. What she did was, it says here, what she did was not a crime. She was within sight and sound of the child. First, I want to say that that so was what are your written thoughts like on a that, movie like script, uh, which is terrible on the writer's behalf. Yes. Uh, secondly, I think she should uh, commend the, the car thief for having the wherewithal to return the child, but then still driving off, which is actually the funny part of the whole thing. Because <laughs> he still wanted the car so badly that he was like, take your kid. You're a bad parent. Bye. Yeah, I don't know. The kid was only four years old. That's that. ridiculous. Yeah, it's just. I don't get that yeah, either. That was, and the car it's running. It's stupid on her part. I mean, if you leave your car running, you deserve your car to be stolen. But if you leave your kid in the car, you deserve to have some rights taken away, I think. <laughs> I mean, at four years old, leaving, I mean, I don't care how far away you are. Don't leave the car running with the kid in it. It was an honorable thief. Honor among thieves is true, Mike Rez. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I guess you don't want to get hit with a kidnapping charge when you're stealing Well, that's probably cars. what it was, yeah. <laughs> He's like, shit, I want this car, but I don't want the kidnapping charge. <laughs> Maybe he can use that to get uh, get a lenient sentence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> car I always wanted without the kid, though. Powerful stories, Mike Rez. Now let's do a powerful segue into Song of the Day. Mike Rez, what did you pick for a Song of the Day? Well, the song that I picked goes along with uh, what we'll be discussing here in just a moment. The song is One Vision by the band Queen. Some people may have heard of Queen. Some people may have not have heard of Queen, but they are a British rock band, of course. And this song, One Vision, was released in 1985, and it was included in their, on their uh, 1986 album, A Kind of Magic. And uh, I picked it because of the theme that we like to go with sometimes with our song of the day and what we talk about as our main topic. The video starts out with, uh, you remember the iconic shot in Bohemian Rhapsody with the four of them, just their heads? Yes. Uh, so the, the video starts off that way with that same iconic shot, and then it morphs into what they look like in 1985, and then they start moving around. and kind of a fun little uh, shot back to Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, but it's a, a cool rock track. It's a, a pretty pretty hard rock track, actually, with a lot of heavy heavy bass and, and heavy uh, guitar in it. Um, nice drums. I think it's probably one of the best drummed songs, if that's a, a classification of music. Uh, it did pretty well on the charts. It reached number 10 in Australia. It reached number seven in the UK and on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, our favorite chart, it reached number 61. Uh, in Ireland, it reached number five. Uh, so that it did pretty well. And you can also find it on the Best of Queen Volume 2 as well. My powerful song, favorite song by Queen is Dragon Attack. 
It's the B side of Another One Bites the Dust. A micro That's another great rock song, yeah, too. I sent you the video of that. Tell us your thoughts on Dragon Attack. It's awesome. I think uh, every member of the flock should step what they're doing after they listen to this episode and look that up and and listen to that because i mean talk about heavy heavy guitar uh it's probably one of the best hard rock or rock songs that queen did i think uh, it's they did yeah some good ones yeah i think it's definitely the john deacon the, the bassist said it's his favorite queen song i can see why yeah but it's great because the bass rift, I mean, Queen is known for bass. I mean, you know, Ice Ice Baby, rip that off. But the drum, yep. the drumming on this, is it's got a cool little drum solo in the middle of the song. And you got to check it out, Dragon Attack. So today we have two songs, or powerful song of the day, Dragon Attack and Mike Rez, the name of your song. One Vision. Yes, One Vision. Two Queen for the price of one. You can never go wrong with too much queen. No. Mike Rez, let's get into the TV show that me and you both enjoyed, WandaVision. Yeah, it's uh, taking the world by storm. This was the talk of all of the geek forums. Uh, I mean, geek in the most positive way possible. Uh, and it's gotten mixed reviews based on some of the things that I've seen on Facebook and Twitter. Now, WandaVision is obviously the the after i guess it would be after end game for uh wanda maximoff and vision uh and some uh i don't know what you'd call it like their trials and tribulations afterwards even though we don't quite know exactly what's going on yet um it's kind of set in genre sitcoms so there's two episodes out right now on disney plus one of them, I would say, is probably set in the 1950s, and then episode two is 1960s. Yes. And so I, at first, I didn't quite get. After I watched the first episode, went into the second one. I was kind of fi- trying to figure out why they changed, but then it kind of dawned on me that they're probably going through genres here or decades. Yeah. So the first one starts in the 50s and is basically the Dick Van Dyke show. Yep. And then the second episode is the 60s which is Bewitched. Now tell us your thoughts. Yeah. What would you think? Episode one. Uh, episode one, it was, I don't know, it was kind of mixed for me. I I was watching it, and, and there were some parts I actually laughed, like it was a sitcom. Yeah, um, me too. So exactly. I was, like, I was like, okay, well, this is kind of weird. And then, I, you know, as, as I was thinking about it, I was wondering if I would ever be able to take these two characters seriously again. Uh, when they get back into, obviously, like the the storylines of, of the movies, if they're going to keep going in the movies as well. But it was actually, I, I kind of actually enjoyed it. I, I didn't think it was going to be something I would enjoy. But um, there are some parts uh, where it does get a little serious, you know, back into like the the Marvel Cinematic Universe type stuff. And it kind of leaves you guessing as well. But the first episode... I did rather enjoy more. The more I think back on it, the more I think that I actually kind of liked it. What were your thoughts on the episode? Well, I want to know who the hell remembers the Dick Van Dyke show. I mean, you got to be of a right. certain age, unless you're some young person and you binged on, I don't even know what's it on, me, TV, or? Yeah, something. The the beginning, so they, the, the opening, the, you know, whatever they call it, the theme in the beginning, 
um, they definitely threw back to a lot of Dick Van Dyke, you know, the almost tripping over the chair. Exactly. So, um, but I wonder, it was uh, interesting. Yeah. I wonder how many people actually remembered that or just thought it was funny by itself or. I'm guessing a lot of the fans of the MCU these days probably have never seen Dick Van Dyke. No, I can't imagine. But their parents and have. So, and my, I remember going over to my, my grandma's and even my mom would watch the old Dick Van Dykes, uh, Mary Tyler Moore's. And so I, I got oh, a lot Rob. of reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got a lot of the reference on that one. So how about the second episode? The second episode, I would say out of the two, that one was probably a little bit more of a serious tone to it. There were some parts that did make it a little goofy again. The talent show scene was actually the, probably the best part of the whole thing, uh, even though that was kind of a, a goofy scene. But you do get a little bit more questions are raised in that one, which is kind of what caught, kept me intrigued um, because, you know, they, they've got stuff to work on in the next, uh, I believe, five episodes. I think there's gonna be seven episodes this first season. So, um, and it, kind of makes you want to come back a little bit more especially because now that they're you know that they're going through the different decades um you know the shows start to get a little bit more serious i think yeah i don't know what they're getting at i mean it's it's got some some sinister you know undertones i mean i thought it was kind of weird with the vision had had his boss over for dinner and they had had the scene at the table yeah in the first episode yeah I don't know, like, was he supposed to be evil or I don't, I don't get that. Or was that, you know, how he's so over the top, like, come on, just, what are you talking about? You know? I think that was on purpose to kind of like show you that Wanda could get triggered over like trauma or something or pressure or stress or something. I don't know. Cause then the, also in the, in the second episode, you know, that message comes over the radio and that kind of trips her out too. When she's talking to the woman she's trying to impress in the neighborhood. So I we'll see how that plays out. I, I wonder if it's like a stress thing or like a pressure thing and we'll find out that where whatever's going on uh, between her and vision and, and the show as well. And it keep getting triggered based on some of those pressure or stress related areas. I don't I mean, I don't know, it's all a guess to me. There's some some logo in the show too, which I had to look up to see what it referenced. So the vision is dead. So is this just like some memories she's having or we don't know yet or what? I'm thinking we don't know yet, but they do have, you know, the, that was it sword logo in these shows. So I think there's going to be a lot more. So the more I thought about it afterwards, uh, the more I was thinking Marvel doesn't do anything unless they have a plan in place. Um, I read during like the whole, Infinity War, Endgame uh, time period that a lot of the, those writers and writing teams talk to each other when they're writing other movies or they have other things planned. So I have a feeling that during the Endgame time, uh, they had these ideas of, of other shows afterwards that would be on this Disney Plus, like the Loki uh, series uh, and the Bucky and, and Falcon series. So I have a feeling that there was a plan in place before they started. They didn't just willy-nilly throw stuff together and hoping that they uh, can find gold and, and kind of 
go along with the comic books. I think there's whatever's going on in this will be continued on in what is it, uh, the fourth phase or whatever phase or on the fifth phase. Um, and we'll get some answers, if not during this series, in the subsequent ones afterwards. So I think I think the third episode is the Brady Bunch. Oh, that's going to be wild. That's what I heard. Yeah, because she uh, she wanted kids in the second one, so I guess that would make sense if they're going to keep going on. Now, one of their there's a lot of the characters are you know stay in the series, um, but I I read some interesting things about her her neighbor Agnes even before the series came out. Um, I guess in you you probably know more of this than I do, but it's not no secret that in the comic books there's some other witch uh in the universe that helps um, the Scarlet Witch uh kind of figure out her powers or hones her powers even more or something like that. So I, I have a feeling this Agnes character is gonna be a pretty important character in Yeah, the and then her brother is Quicksilver. Right. So we we shall yeah. see. What do you think? Uh, out of these two episodes, if you're not totally into it, do you think, like, just a casual observer, could they get into the show, or do you think it's too in deep for the average person? Or I'm just curious because, you know, the, the first one is Dick Van Dyke and the second one is Bewitched. I'm wondering if you could just, if you really didn't know a lot about the characters, if you could figure out what the hell is going on. I don't know if you could. I think you kind of have to see all the buildup until this point. I think it would make more sense. I don't know. Maybe people could figure out what was going on, but I I don't know if you if you didn't know like their relationship before the show, how you know why it would make sense to you. I mean, I wonder if if it's so popular that it really doesn't even matter. There's enough people that are into it. Maybe I'm pretty sure there's going to be enough people that are curious about it, regardless of whether or not they've seen the movies. You don't really. I guess you really don't need to see what happened in Endgame or Age of Ultron or anything like that to kind of know what's happening in these episodes. Because if um, you're just casually into superhero movies, you like watch this and like, what the hell is this? You know what <laughs> I, I mean? <laughs> yeah. Which is exactly what I thought going into it. And like I said, the first ep- two episodes, it's kind of like, okay, you know, but it, it, I think it, the serious parts are enough and intriguing enough for me to keep watching it. So I'm actually going to keep watching this and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely have to, it's just weird. And, uh, I noticed, uh, the roadcaster pro mixing board was featured in there. Did you see that? I did not see that. Yes. No. In the, in the, I guess that would be like the sword. The first episode I think it was in. Yeah. With the, they show, like the person, of course they show the TV screen. Remember we were right, talking yeah. about monitors. Yeah, all of a sudden I yeah. saw the I saw the Roadcaster uh, podcast mixing board. I guess I didn't even pay attention yes. to even catch that. Powerful, interesting. Yes. I wonder what they paid for that. Yeah. Oh, I know. Talk about product placement. <laughs> I did tweet that out. Make sure if you want to see that, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine. Micah Rez, as always, did you have a good time tonight? I had a good time. How about you? How about how always? Was your time? Love talking to you. Love talking to the family, flock of Amish, the fans. 
We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about our podcast. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.